Hey, I am in one of my favorite places in the world, the Grand Tetons, with some of my favorite people in the world. And I want to talk to you today about what to say when you make a mistake. This is from a, a conductor, orchestra conductor named Ben Zander. He's a great ambassador for classical music and a larger than life character who's able to teach lessons for music that are really just about life. And he's got kind of a famous talk where uh, he's addressing a group of people. He gets a 15 year old cellist to get up and perform in front of everybody. And cellist is kind of nervous. And at one point he makes a mistake. And afterwards, Ben Sander is coaching him about how it went and uh, uh, how to put your entire self into whatever it is that you're doing. And he said, at one point when you were playing, you made a mistake. You remember that? And that kid, of course, does remember it. And Ben said, and when you did that, you kind of, you're, you're, you made a face. And lots of us do this. Our bodies just go like this. Our bodies go down and we signal to ourselves and to other people, I failed. This is bad. This is uncomfortable. This is awkward. He said, instead of doing that, next time you make a mistake, here's what I want you to do. Throw your hands up in the air and say, how fascinating. And uh, it's a fabulous uh, thought to take into the day to think mistakes are not fatal. Mistakes are not the end of the world. And in fact, in the letter that Paul wrote to the church in Rome, in the eighth chapter, he makes what would become a very famous statement and one that I love deeply. He says, there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He doesn't say there's been a 50% condemnation reduction. He doesn't say it's condemnation light. He doesn't even say there are traces. Of, there is no condemnation. God is not a God who wants to condemn and therefore you are invited to live today a condemnation-free life. Just simply don't traffic in condemnation. Very often, uh, we relate to other people based on what a friend of mine used to call condemnation engineering. We try to use condemnation to get other people to do what we want to do. Instead, today, no condemnation. Not for yourself and not for other people. Now, a very helpful dynamic to think about in this regard, in a willingness to make mistakes, and when I make a mistake today, instead of shrinking and shriveling and spiraling down, I will say, how fascinating, because it gives me a chance to learn. And if I learn, then I can grow. And it's very interesting, if you're not making mistakes, you're probably not learning and you're probably not growing. I've recently started doing some volunteer tutoring and when I was getting training for this, it's through an organization called Children Rising. And in the training, they say, when you get children in the learning zone, in the growth zone, they ought to be making a mistake about five to 10% of the time. They ought to be misreading words about five or 10% of the time. If they're not making mistakes, in other words, if they go through it and they have not made any mistakes, you probably haven't helped them. They probably have not learned. They are not in the learning zone. If they're in the zone where they ought to be as learners, and by the way, you may know in the New Testament, followers of Jesus are called disciples, and a disciple essentially is a learner, an apprentice, somebody who is being with Jesus to learn from Jesus how to do life. And part of what that means is you're going to make mistakes. Now, a very helpful dynamic in this regard is a bunch of research uh, on uh, what is sometimes called uh, 
a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Mindset has to do with our orientation or posture or perspective in life. And uh, just like physically, there is a landscape in which we live. That's the reality we have to navigate. In a very similar way, internally, there is what is sometimes called a mindscape, a way of looking at my world. And that also is something that I live in the context of. And um, so as you uh, go through your life, uh, according to this whole line of research, you can approach your life with a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Now, a fixed mindset involves the belief that your gifts and abilities and talents are fixed at birth. And so they can't really change. You can't really get any better. And therefore, when you are tested, when you perform, you are simply revealing how gifted or talented you are. And therefore, your worth, your caliber as a human being is on the line. And so the last thing you want to do is make a mistake. You don't want to look stupid. If you have a fixed mindset, then what you're focused on is, how do I look? The other mindset is a growth mindset. And with a growth mindset, I focus on, what do I learn? A growth mindset uh, is the idea that as I go through my day, I can get better. I can gain new skills. I can learn. And what I want to focus on is not whether or not I make mistakes. It's not what was my innate level of IQ or giftedness or so on. It's how much that I learned today. And it involves the belief that uh, uh, my skill or giftedness level can grow. And it's really what matters is not so much what I was born with because I couldn't control that. It's how much did I learn? How much have I developed? And I actually think that... Uh, behind the notion of fixed versus growth mindset is not just the belief about whether giftedness is fixed or can be developed. It's also a belief about worth. See, if I believe that my abilities are fixed, then what I have to do is develop my worth, prove my worth. But if I believe that my worth is fixed, that my worth has already been established, that it's my worth that does not change, then I am free to actually try to develop my gifts and abilities. And your worth is already fixed. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God is not a condemning God. And therefore, you can be free as you go through the day to make mistakes and say, how fascinating. Now, this uh, difference between fixed versus growth mindset plays out on a lot of different dynamics in our life. When it comes to challenges, if I have a fixed uh, mindset, then I don't want challenges because I might look bad. If I have a growth mindset, I will embrace challenges. I will actually in, uh, seek them out because those are my opportunities to grow. If I have a, a fixed mindset, then when a setback comes along, I'll stop, I'll quit, because I could look bad, I could look even worse. But if I have a growth mindset, when setbacks come, they're actually motivating to me, because this could be really interesting, I can learn more stuff. If I have a fixed mindset, uh, then if I get criticism from other people, uh, I'll want to dismiss it, because it could make me look bad, I'll get defensive. If I have a growth mindset, I'll want to listen to it, I want to learn from it. If I have a fixed mindset, then if somebody else outdoes me, I will be uh, jealous of them because I'll feel less than them. 
if I have a growth mindset and I see somebody else that's great, I will be inspired by them. And this plays out over and over. There is a pastor who I know, I talked to him a couple of times, and uh, he was always fascinated by uh, literature and words, and he really wanted to write. So he wrote a manuscript and sent it off to get published and got rejected. And he sent it off again, it got rejected again. It got rejected 23 times. And the man who wrote that is a guy by the name of Eugene Peterson. Uh, you might know him as the translator of the message. He's basically the guy who wrote the Bible. And that book is called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And that was decades ago. Eugene died a couple of years ago, but that book is still selling and still inspiring people. And it got rejected by 23 publishers. How fascinating. How fascinating. So today, that's the word for today. How fascinating. Mistakes are not the end. They are not fatal. They are not final. There are opportunities to grow. It's very interesting when you think about the disciples and you think, who ended up leading the church initially after Jesus left? That was Peter. Which disciple made the most mistakes? Well, Peter rebukes Jesus for saying he was going to suffer. Uh, Peter is the one that got out and tried to walk on the water and sank. Peter's the guy that sliced the ear off of a soldier trying to defend Jesus. Peter's the guy that denied Jesus, and he's the guy that led. Somebody who makes mistakes, how fascinating is somebody who can learn? So today, in your work, as you try to learn, in your relationships with other people, in your spiritual life, as you pray, as you write emails to people, uh, when you make a mistake, and you will, and you will, instead of shriveling, instead of self-condemnation, instead of, I guess I look really foolish, today, your word is, how fascinating. And I'm going to talk about some questions tomorrow, so I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you.